to the Dr. Jennifer Blossom Show, where passionate women gather to discover their purpose and live a life of impact by leveraging the power of leadership within. I'm a mom of two, a rule breaker, a status quo challenger, and believe a life of purpose starts from reigniting the leader within. Buckle up for 20 minutes or less of thought-provoking conversations that will help you manage your brain, build good habits, and unlock your fullest potential. It's time to create the next version of you. Are you ready? Good. Now let's go. I'm so happy to be here and to have you on our show as well. It's just amazing to have this space where we can come and connect and just share our, our heart and our, our mission with the world. So thank you for having me and thank you for being Absolutely. on our show. Absolutely. Isn't the podcasting space so fun? It is amazing. Like where else can we have these conversations and not be in person? It's just, and, and people get to listen in from all over. It's just, yeah, it's yes. such a gift. Are you a podcast listener? Huge. Like, yeah. like psycho 2.0 speed. How many can I, get I love it. Are you listening? So what are your like top two or three go-to podcasts? Ooh, gosh. Okay. I would say Lori Harder, one of my faves. Um, who else? Uh, love the life coach school. Mm, yeah. Um, love a good Kayla craft. Yes. Um, gosh, those are like my top three right now. What about I you? I love it. Kayla's actually been on my podcast. Um, I, gosh, I listen to it, but I love the skinny confidential love Lori Harder. I also love true crime because who doesn't? Oh, I, do true crime. Right. So I have a wide range. It depends on my mood. You know, like I'll, I'll listen to a good, like motivational, like Lori Harder, but then I'll also like want to get into like something like the dropout, which, you know, is kind of that investigative type podcast that, that you get to learn about someone and like what they did, like the whole Theranos, uh, what is her name? Elizabeth something who created Theranos is this whole podcast called the dropout with her story. So I love podcasts like that too, but see, I also am a big Joe Rogan fan as well. So I'll listen to yeah. every podcast in the background, you know, especially if he has like an interesting guest and I'm going to be learning something about, you know, sleep or anti-aging or something like that. So yeah, I range from podcasts to educational business to true crime. So yes, I love it. And you said it right. Like it totally depends on the mood. And if you're in that state where you're like, I can't think my brain hurts. Don't even come at me. Personal development. I'm like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The other morning I I saw a podcast. I don't know if you listened to Pat Flynn. He always is, you know, creating, creating like awesome podcasts about passive income, creating memberships, all the things. And he had a podcast on that. I was like, oh my gosh, I really need to learn this. It was like these new launch strategies and things like that. But I was just like not in the space to want to learn these things. Cause for me, I'm like, then I have to implement. I'm like, I just need to take a load off right now. I'm going to listen to something more fun that I don't have to think about business at this moment. So you're right. It's all about the mood for sure. Totally. And I think that is the perfect segue into having that awareness, right? Like that self-awareness, because it could be so easy for us, especially as our listeners are those high achieving women to want to always consume and to grow and to do, but we can come to those peak moments in our day where we, we literally can't consume anymore. And so I think having that awareness of, Hey, not a good time to pile on more information. It can actually be more overwhelming than it can be good. Like that's such a good note to have like in the back of our heads. Mm-hmm. That's so good. And that actually brings me to an awesome question. Cause I know that you help 
high achieving women take charge of their mental and emotional well-being for optimal success at work or at home. And you just sort of hit it on the head. And I feel like a lot of women struggle with this, but, and I don't know about you or your experience with this, but with women consuming, right? Where we, we, we sign up for the free courses. Maybe we're signing up and we're wanting to like take in all these information, this information from various coaches. Maybe we're listening to the podcast. Maybe we're downloading free PDFs and there's, it comes a point where it's almost like information overload and we're not really implementing or integrating what we learn. And sometimes this may show up as procrastination. It may show up as like, oh, I need everything to be perfect, or I need to learn all the things before I launch this program or before I start helping people. Do you see that often? And, and where do you think that disconnect is of, of consuming, 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 and when it's time to actually implement? Totally. And I think it's a very it's a very common trait for us, but I think it's one that we can always learn how to improve upon. Um, so for instance, if we look at how many times a day or a week that we consume that in, information, and like you said, like it can really easily come out to be information overload, overload. So what if we take time every single week to also implement? So when we can have those two spaces to consume, but also to implement, so it's not this personal development, personal growth, business learning like overload cycle where we learn and consume, but never take action. Cause that can also become a, a form of procrastination. Like we, we feel like we're being productive and we feel like we're doing this busy work because we're learning, but we can learn and grow and do all the things, but never take action. And we're still stuck in the same spot. So we have to have that space of learning and consuming, but equally implementation. And then the, the next step to go even deeper with that is implementation when you don't feel like it. And so having that integrity with yourself and that integrity with your calendar. So, you know, like when you have it on your calendar to implement what you have learned, um, that's going to drive your life or your business to that next level. You, you stay true to that, even on the days when you don't feel like it. Absolutely. And, you know, you hear so much and that there's so much of this talk now, especially in the industry, the coaching industry of just this, like find balance, of, you know, the masculine and the feminine energy. And I've been there. I was in that like toxic hustle culture for sure. Um, but, you know, there is this fine balance of, of, yes, adding that feminine, like, you know, does this feel good? Is this aligned with what I want to create? But then sometimes people, women take it or people in general take it too far. Like, well, I don't feel good today or I'm not high vibe energy today. So I'm going to take a little break from my business or, or I'm going to just, I, I, it doesn't feel good to post my energy's off. So I'm not going to do it. And how do you help women in that aspect? Because for me, in order for, for me to have grown my business and to get it to where it is now, I had to show up on the days that I don't want to. And I use this analogy. It's not, you know, let's say someone working in retail or working at Target or working somewhere, you're not going to, you know, be checking people out and be like, well, sorry, ma'am, I don't feel high vibe right now. So I'm going to go ahead and have this worker help you. And I'm going to take, I'm going to take off. You, you just don't do that. You can't do that when you're working, you know, in for anyone else. So what do you tell those women who, who feel that? I think this is a, such a good question, but B, it all boils down to having that self-awareness because it is a very fine line of showing up when you need to show up, even when you don't want to, and knowing when you need a break. And only we can decide that for ourselves. And so there's this very fine line, number one, of knowing what season you're in. 
And sometimes we're in like head down creation mode. We know it's going to be a grind, but we also have very strategically planned our days where they are infused with that feminine touch of self-care and having that downtime. So it's not like you were saying this toxic grind it, grind it, you know, never take a break, get up before like the Gary V attitude. It's like, okay, we got to like, um, sleep. Yes, right? like, no, I know like, like, been there. Yes. And we know what that leads to. And so I think it is finding this, this blend of knowing what season you're in, knowing when and how you need to show up and then taking the responsibility, um, emotionally, physically, spiritually, to know what you need at any given day and to plan your days around that. So plan your days around your self-care, but also know that you're going to show up and get the job done. And so it's just being very in tune with that and having the focused discipline to show up when you need to, regardless if you want to, and then taking care of yourself in the off part of your day and the off part of your week and knowing like the ebb and flow of different seasons, but also having the awareness of like, if you are in a season of complete burnout, like know that about yourself and give yourself the rest that you need. So it's a very fine line. And I think it all boils down to having that intuitive awareness taking yeah. responsibility and um, believing that, you know, what is best for you. Mm, I love that. Awareness is key. It really is. And this, this comes true in all areas of even women who are high achieving women. What I found, and I can only speak from experience because I am that type three on the Enneagram perfectionist. And I used to, you know, I still struggle with this, but I, you know, equated my worth to what I was achieving and what I was doing. And, you know, for me, productivity and achieving and doing it made me feel better and it made me feel worthy. And so it's taken a long time to sort of work through that, be aware of that, go to counseling, like figure, figure myself out. So when you are working with these high achieving women, what I found even in myself is, you know, the more I achieved and the more I did, it maybe gave me that, that high, that endorphin rush, but then I immediately like was back down and like, okay, what do I need to do next to feel that again? And it wasn't this trusting this knowing within me that I was enough just as I was, just as I am. So, you know, for women that you help, especially high achieving women, because, you know, for those women, we, we, we thrive on productivity, on success, on achieving more, on doing more. And oftentimes it's like, you know, when we hit the coveted 10 K months or 15 K months or 20 K months, nothing really changes in our life. We, we still feel the same. We just now have more choice, more freedom, but we, we don't necessarily change as people. And so I hear that a lot too, when I coach coaches who are like, oh my gosh, Felicia, I hit 10 K. I'm so excited. But then they're right back into the, well, I got to do it again next month. Or, oh, I don't, I'm not going to feel as worthy if I don't hit that month again, you know? And so what do you tell women, especially the high achieving women that I know that you help to how do you, how do you disassociate their worth from their productivity or their success? It's such a good question. And it, it is all about the mindset. And one of the ways that I help women see this is, you know, you have to understand fundamentally that there is nothing different about you here versus you there. Like you who, who make $2,000 a month or whatever it is versus having a $200,000 a month. Like there is, there is that initial hit, like you were saying of like those feel good hormones. Oh my gosh, like this is amazing. But then once that wears off, like you're back to square zero, ground zero again. Right. And so it's understanding that no amount of accolades or success or striving or achieving is going to change who you are as a person and being completely 
grounded in that and grounded in your truth and your values and your beliefs and not being afraid to go after what you want in life and to have the impact that you, that you know, you are meant to have, but also embracing the journey and knowing that it's not about that final destination because you're going to get there and you're going to, like you were saying, Liz, like, okay, what's next? Like, it's this, it's this like unfulfilling achievement. And so when we don't base our value and our purpose, you know, everything we're going after in life on like riding on that, that next achievement, it changes the game so much. And so it all boils down to how you see yourself and knowing that you are who you are now with or without all the things you're going to go out there and achieving, Mm -hmm. go and achieve. So it's, it's um, believing that about yourself and knowing that it's not going to be better when you hit it there, but it might provide more freedom, which is great and go enjoy it. And you should, but you, and at, on the inside is you're, you're still the same person. I feel like this level of embodiment comes through of just like, I know myself, I trust myself. I'm like, I'm completely embodied. Um, I crazy story. I know, like I used to compete and I used to, um, you know, do like, I don't know if you've ever heard of the IFBB, but I was a figure pro. So I competed at the highest level of what I did. I was a fitness competitor and I was on bodybuilding. Yeah, it was bodybuilding, but my division was figure. So it was sort of a beauty pageant with muscle. I would do very well. Like I got my pro card, you know, and I got all these opportunities. I was on covers of magazines like Oxygen and Muscle and Fitness Hers. And again, it was always the next thing. And looking back and a question that I remember getting on a podcast uh, recently was, you know, the whole, the, the coveted question, what would you, what kind of advice would you give your younger self? And I had to really sit with it. And, you know, for me, it was for, especially since we're on the topic of high achieving women, it was always that next thing, like what's next. And I remember being on the Olympia stage, I just competed and I placed fourth in the world. And I was already thinking of the next competition. Mm-hmm. I had just like fourth in the world at what I did but like, I didn't bask in it and I didn't stop to smell the roses and I didn't even really enjoy the journey, to be honest. It was like, I got to get through this. I got to get through this to compete. And then it was, it was always just what's next, what's next and not actually enjoying the process and causing a lot more anxiety and stress than I needed and overthinking versus just, just flowing and enjoying it and knowing that this is what I'm choosing to do. And, and so I see that a lot too. It's like, can we just slow down and be present in the moment? I know easier said than done, but be present in the moment and appreciate this journey that you're on, this journey that you're on in business, this journey that you're on in life and like taking a moment and appreciating that because that journey is the part where we actually grow into the humans that we're meant to do. It's not the outcome. It's not the whatever, whatever outcome that you're hoping or whatever you think it should look like. It really is the journey that makes us who we are. That's so beautiful. And I, and I think Felicia, that experience and that journey that you had, like on the stage, it can be related to every part of our lives, like every part of our lives and personally and professionally. And I think that is where so many people get caught is they're caught in this cycle of trying to race and rush through it and hit that next achievement. Mm -hmm. And when we can pull back the curtains and really, like you were saying, just relish and be present in the moment, Mm -hmm. that is where that true magic happened. But it's so hard. Yeah, it is hard, hard for you. It is. You know what yeah. actually brought me down to reality? Cause I, I've done a quite a bit of traveling and have you been to like, have you been to Italy or no, it's on the list. It's on the <laughs> list. When, you go, when you go, I went a couple of years ago, 2019, I went. So before yeah. the, the pandemic had hit and 
I, um, and this is something I wanted to share because my girlfriend, Annette, recently went to, um, her and her husband went and they are, they just launched this like software company. And so for them to take two weeks off of their work, they had to really like, it was hard for them, but they knew it was much needed. And we were talking about this recently because we went to dinner and I remember it of when I was in Italy, but you know, in Europe, especially Italy, you know, like you go to dinner and you're having dinner and you know how we go to dinner now. And we're so used to like having our dinner, you're conversing and then you're getting the check right away. Like literally dinner is less than an hour. It's like quick, you're in, you're out. They're getting more people in, in Italy. And I don't know if this is true, like in all of Europe, but you go and you have dinner and honestly, like it's hours. Like you have to ask for the check. And even then they're not in a rush to give it to you. You literally are there so long that you're probably going to order another another dinner because you are just like there for hours enjoying your time. And that is something I noticed, especially with like some somewhere like that, where everyone is really living in that present moment and there's no rush to be anywhere or do anything. And it's just this like really being present in that moment of whatever it is that you're doing. And so I think that is something that's so important, especially for business owners, especially because we can get caught up in that grind. And man, can we just stop and reset for a little bit? Maybe stop and take a walk outside, stop and just really be in that present moment. I guess this can run true for any, anything in your life, but yeah, that's one thing that I really noticed um, yeah. uh, being in Europe. And then my girlfriend reminded me, cause she had just gone and she's like, yeah. And when she said that, I was like, oh my gosh, I remember that. Yeah. Like it was just very like in the moment sort of feelings. Yes. yes. Well, and I think that too, like, um, I have a couple of podcasts that I love that is just all about like the French culture. I'm like, mm-hmm. why do I love this so much? And I think like w- what you were saying, I was like, oh yeah, that's why. Like, Cause the, the lifestyle is just, it's slower pace. It's very intuitive. It's in the moment. It's just having those moments to converse and to just be, mm-hmm. and we live in that space where it's just rush, rush, rush. Even if we try to take that masculinity out of it, but we're not like grinding hard, we're still kind of have that nervous energy. And so I think when we bring that awareness around to ourselves and and know that, you know, as women who are high achieving, like it is easier for us to work than it is to rest. And so I think find the balance of being able to do both and to know when you, when you need to show up and work and when you need to show up and be present and be still, um, that's huge. And I think like the, like, I don't know about you, but for me, like the mind portion of it is what's most challenging. Like I can be present like with my kids or my family, but my mind is like constantly chattering and going and thinking. So that mind management is the, for me, I think the hardest piece. What do you think? Oh my gosh, absolutely. And I'm going to be honest. One of the hardest things for me to do is anything around meditation or or breath work. Oh, oh my gosh, those are the toughest tools for me. So totally. I, so it looks a little bit different for me. Like my meditation and where I get sort of my downloads happens when I'm actually like doing something active, like maybe a, a walk or yeah. um, doing some exercise or, you know, I, I love taking solo trips through the year, you know, and when I take my solo trips, um, you know, I'll just go up North cause I live here in Arizona and I'll take the dogs and, you know, on my solo trip, I'm gone for like one or two days, but I'll, I'll go on a walk and like, you just get these downloads. So meditation looks different. Meditation isn't me like sitting there, closing my eyes in complete silence, even though I'm sure that would be like awesome. It's just hard for me to quiet my mind. Mm-hmm. It's more of like meditation as I'm moving. What about you? Like move, yeah. Moving meditation. I am the exact same way. Um, I, if I'm like going to be doing it or trying to do meditation, I, I do best like with a guided yeah, uh, like with an app and then like less than five minutes or I can't like, I just yeah. I'm that myself. But like you said, like, yeah, whether I'm 
driving and zoning out, going for a run, going for a hike, whatever, like yeah. that movement for like of our body that release, I think. Yeah. Yes. But I love the idea of solo trip. Solo, solo trip. trip is awesome. I do yes. one for sure once a year and I usually do it in like December and it's, you know, max one night, two night, and I'm going by myself. I usually actually, I'll take my dog. So it's not completely solo, but my fiance stays back. My stepson stays back and I go and man, intention isn't necessarily to go. And I'm like sitting watching TV. My intention is really like, can I just tap into what I want to create for the following year? So yeah. And I just really, do you? I do. I get crazy, crazy downloads of like things I want to create. I really get into like massive creation mode. I just am able to just get there. And when you're in a different environment and you're sort of stimulated differently, it's, um, yeah, it comes through. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. We were just in Sedona a few weeks ago or yeah, Sedona and Scottsdale and yeah, just like no agenda when, when we had like those pockets with like no kids and just like focus, it is amazing what, yeah. What just comes out of it when you allow your brain just to like relax and think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like what can create, what can, what can come creatively from that is just, that's what I find you. you, I love that you just said that. And I tell a lot of the women that I coach often, you know, getting out of your environment. So I work from home, but those days that I go to my local coffee shop, or even I I, I go to a different environment, like I'm going to go to this new, you know, little coffee shop that opened up and I'm going to sit there for a couple hours, or maybe I'm going to go to this co-working space, or maybe even meet up with a girlfriend like it, that, that energy, that shift in energy. And actually we heard it recently too, on the Rachel Hollis podcast, I feel like, but just moving that energy and switching up your environment also helps to bring in different ideas. And also when you're not necessarily going to focus on your business, but maybe you are just going to have a different scenery, different ideas come through, yeah. you know, different ideas for your life, your business, your well being, whatever it may be come yeah. through when we switch that environment up. Yes. I always feel like that when we travel, there is something about being up in the air. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I get some of my best ideas just like in route or wherever. Yeah. Just like moving yeah. that environment, moving that like stagnant energy through. Yeah. And it just like opens the play field for oh, all the so ideas. So, yeah. so, so what were you guys in Arizona for? Like family big- trip, just like, yeah. Vacation. So good. Like, oh yeah. Just like the- been? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause you're, you said you had a, a sister that we did. Lived. And we used to go to Sedona like, like before kids and did like, yeah, the hikes and all of that. So fun. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. For those that maybe haven't experienced Sedona, it is so magical for sure. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Slide Rock. Did you, have you done Slide Rock? Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. So fun. So fun. Definitely. So, so Jennifer, where was that for you? Like, what kind of got you down the road of helping? you know, women take charge of their mental and emotional well-being, And, you know, what, what prompted that for you? Because I was that woman who was uber successful on paper and falling apart on the inside. Like mm-hmm. you could look at everything on paper and it looked like you checked all the boxes, like you were super successful. You had this career, this company, this, whatever, all the things, but like inside I was in that internal state of constant anxiety, constant overwhelm, panic attacks, anxiety attacks, just really feeling internally like discombobulated. Mm -hmm. And when it started to impact my relationships at home, um, my productivity at home, productivity at work, it just started to have this negative ripple effect. And I was like, "I, I can't do this at this pace 
for much longer. And so it was in my own unraveling where my own true healing began. Mm -hmm. And then I realized like from that painful journey now on the other side of it and still growing through that, how many other women just like us who were in that process of everything looks great. We're uber successful in the workplace, but then on the inside, things aren't aligning. And so it's been the journey and the journey of a lifetime and the journey to see so many people like us who don't talk about that because we are the ones leading the pack. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's, it's really, and also too, I feel like your vulnerability and your humanness probably allows you to connect with so many more women and and people who are struggling with that as well. What does, what did that healing look like for you when you went through that healing journey of like, gosh, I, everything on paper looks good, but internally I am not okay. Like, what did you have to do in order to get over that hump? I had to get my own coach and I feel like coaches need coaches and we're in that spot of thinking that we can fix things ourselves, but really like, just as you and I coach and teach and train hundreds of thousands of women, you know, people all over. It's like, we need that support as well. And so that was my first step was to really surrender and say, I can't do this for myself. Like, I don't know how, what my next step is. And so it was first and foremost, like getting the coach for myself to kind of point out where I was struggling and then just diving into figuring out where those roots are of basically like where I was blocked, like emotionally, spiritually, physically, like all like getting down to the very deep, like whole of it processing through all of that, which was awful and painful and wonderful at the same time. But I was like, Oh my God, like a death. It's a death. It is. But from that death is the rebirth. And it was like this very, I would say like six to seven, eight months of just like, is this ever going to end? But it was taking complete like emotional responsibility and allowing myself as much time as I needed to process and move through that. And now I feel like I'm like, okay, that was a lot, but now I am like cleansed and like, like, like rebirth and like ready to go be that light for other people. Did you have to, and I don't know what you did, like what you did previously or the same thing. Did you have to burn down that business model or whatever you're doing before or whatever job you were at, like in order to rebirth that person? Like, what did you do? Did you just like, cause I know for me, I tend to burn everything to the ground and want to start over. Like I'll sell the businesses. Like I used to own gyms and I sold my last gym in 2017. Cause I was in that space as well. So really? it's like, I will yeah. literally uproot my life and I change and literally change everything. Like that is just how I, how I operate. Unfortunately. Um, I don't, I don't, I process that. Now I know that that's not always the greatest thing to do run away, but you know, how did you go through that? Like, what did you do? You know, it's funny that you asked because I've been thinking about this recently and I feel like, yeah, it literally all happened when we moved our family from Alaska to Washington. And it was in that transitional process where I was like, oh, this is all happening at once. And so it was like total life change. And then like, like you said, like complete business change. So like business model, like successful business, boom, to the ground, all new, like all of it was new. And so now I'm like, one year post all of that, I'm like, oh, like these are the new roots. I like these new roots, but that last year was so incredibly painful. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was like burned. Yes, absolutely. But you know, so many women are still holding on to the yeah. old parts of themselves, right? And we have to, in order for us to evolve into who we're meant to be, 
we have to like shed and kill those old parts of ourselves, those old identities or whatever is not working for us. And, and first of all, being aware, like you mentioned, but not working so that we can step into more of who we are because we can create a business that aligns with our life. It shouldn't yeah. be the other way around, like, or actually create a life that aligns with our business. And it doesn't have to be, you know, all into this thing that it's not really working for us. Right. So yeah, learning how to align your business with your life. Totally. And it, we only have like this finite amount of mental energy every single day. And so it takes just as much mental effort to be miserable than it does to be productive and happy and joyful and present. And so it's really deciding like every single day we get to choose that. And that is like that emotional maturity and emotional responsibility. Like we can choose to be in the pit of misery and never allow ourselves to process and feel and work through things. And just like you were saying, like hanging on to all the things of the past, or we can choose to take the steps slowly forward each day and start shedding those layers. So we have the space and the capacity to allow for that reinvention process. I think that there are many points in our lives where we step into these new seasons and these new seasons require new levels of us to think differently, grow differently, be differently. And so often we get stuck in our old rooted ways that we don't ever allow space for ourselves to evolve. And when we have and pull in that awareness, we're able to grow into that person as uncomfortable as it is, but in that discomfort, that's where the change is. So we, mm-hmm. the idea is not to sit in that discomfort, but to embrace it and to use it as your momentum forward. Mm, I love that. That was powerful. So, so good. So now that you have like, you know, moved and now you're in, in Washington, like, how are you feeling? Are you glad that you guys made that move? Yes, it went totally. It was like, the hardest year of our lives, but we have been able to just change and grow so much as a family, parents, as professionals, and it is mm-hmm. everything and more. And it, yeah, it is like the do you have? two, they're four and two. So oh, it is like oh. full on right now. But, but good. Yes. Oh, those are great ages. And what about your hubby? What does he do? He is a biologist. Okay. So he works yeah, with Washington uh, fishing game. Oh, amazing. Oh, This has been such an awesome episode. So, so good. Um, Where can my audience, where can they find you? And do you have anything coming up to where, you know, if there is a woman who's listening right now who wants more information about what you do, where can she find you? Well, thank you for yeah having me on your show. And I know that we are also streaming this on our show. So um, for all of your listeners, we have a podcast also, uh, the Dr. Jennifer Blossom Show. So you can find us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, yeah. um, Instagram at Dr. Jennifer Blossom. And then um, website is drjenniferblossom.com. And we have a brand new um, mental wellness training launching this September, which is really exciting. So you can find more about that on the website. Um, and then you, Felicia, tell us, tell all of our listeners where they can find you and then any upcoming, um, events that you have coming. Absolutely. I, oh my gosh, I feel like the fall is crazy busy, but you can find me over on Instagram. I hang out there at Felicia Romero, just my first and last name. I'll make sure to have all of your info in the show notes as well. So if you guys are listening, you can go to the show notes. But yeah, I have, um, I co-host a mastermind for high achieving women who want to up level and expand in their business. The five month mastermind, a retreat is included. Love the mastermind energy. I also have, uh, a program called the Wealthy Wellness Coach, and it's a four-month business accelerator for the well, the wellness, health, fitness coach who wants to finally create and launch 
their six figure, their, their business to create, you know, a six figure income and really, you know, go all in on that unique offer. And yeah, just, you know, a couple of things in the fall, some speaking engagements, things like that, but the mastermind or the wealthy wellness coach is going to be the way that you can work with me specifically. Yay. And for our listeners, we will link all of that in the show notes as well. Felicia, you're amazing. So amazing. amazing. (laughs) This is so good. Thank you so much for jumping on and doing this podcast swap. I hope that those listening all enjoyed it. This has been so much fun getting to getting to know you. Yes. Likewise, girl. Thanks for having me. All right, you guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Dr. Jennifer Blossom Show. Remember, every week is an opportunity for you to grow the leader within. And you can start by taking action from today's show. I'm proud of you, and I'll see you back here next week. And hey, before you go, will you do me a favor? I need your help in getting this message out in front of other women just like you. You can make this possible by sharing this episode with your girlfriends, by subscribing to the show, and by leaving an honest rating and review of the show on iTunes. Your support is everything, and together, we can change the world.